Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Fish On. This is Captain Kevin Lanier coming to you from Port St. Joe, Mexico Beach, Florida, on the eastern Florida Panhandle. And we are definitely in springtime now here in our area. Uh, fishing has been outstanding over the last week or so, uh, but we are uh, enjoying the nice spring weather and the beautiful sunshine. And it is the third week of April, and a lot of exciting things going on in our area. Uh, just to bring you up to speed, uh, fishing report-wise, uh, offshore, uh, the triggerfish bite uh, is uh, really good. Uh, red snapper, you cannot get away from them. I, it doesn't matter what you put out. Uh, you're catching red snapper. Uh, they've been so thick here lately that you can actually see them on the surface. Uh, a friend of mine caught a red snapper on a fly uh, just the other day, and it just amazes me how thick they are. And I keep wondering every day why we're not fishing them right now instead of in the summer when the spawn is on. But that's a political discussion for another day, which I really don't have time to get into. Um, but as far as inshore goes, uh, flounder bite is going. Pompano is at full steam right now. Uh, guys are getting limits on the beach uh, every day. And the sheep's head are starting to thin a little bit, but they're still around and they are biting uh, with aggressiveness. Uh, so if you're looking for pompano, uh, now's the time to come down to the beach and find you a nice spot where a trough is and put those um, sand fleas or ghost shrimp out there and uh, watch that rod. Uh, cubia are starting to show up offshore. Uh, we got into a couple the other day. Uh, they were circling the boat, didn't want to bite, but uh, well, that's how it is. That's fishing. Uh, so they're out there. Uh, King mackerel are starting to show in Panama City. Uh, Spanish mackerel are here uh, thick. So if you like to bring your kids down and go Spanish mackerel fishing, now is the time to come down and do that. Uh, what's your weather? Uh, looks like we're going to get into a week of wind and through the weekend. Uh, but otherwise, uh, the sun is beautiful, 75 degrees. Uh, it's one of those uh, Chamber of Commerce weeks uh, for Florida. For those of you looking to book a trip down here over the summer, uh, I really suggest that you get on those reservations, especially for housing. Uh, we still have plenty of openings at Casey's Port Fishing uh, near the second part of June, uh, although June is filling up. Uh, there's only probably less than a dozen days left in June. Uh, July is open. Uh, it sounds to me, rumors have it, that uh, red snapper fishing for uh, guys like myself is going to run into mid-August. So that's a good thing, uh, even though it gets so dang hot down here in August. Uh, last thing you want to do is sit on the water and drift. But uh, red snapper uh, should have a good season uh, this year, uh, especially the way it's starting out uh, with the water temperature and everything. The snapper just all over the place um, and water temperatures hit 70 degrees. So that means other pelagics will start showing up. But as I promised on our last episode, we're going to get back in today, uh, finishing up our talk about electronics for your boat and uh, <clears throat> what options you have, what to pick. Uh, what to look at when you go. Um, as I told you before, I am on the promotional staff for Simrad uh, and Navico, 
Uh, Navico owns Lowrance, Simrad, and BNG Electronics. Um, so my um, expertise is in the Simrad systems. Um, I know Garmin makes a good uh, unit, um, Raymarine, Hummingbird. There's a lot of them out there, but uh, I am uh, diehard sold on Simrad. Uh, doing this for a living, I have to have equipment that I can count on, and the Simrads have never let me down. So when you're going out there and you're picking uh, what you want, we talked a little bit about uh, your different options with uh, basic units. Um, look at what you're doing. I mean, if you're a lake fisherman, uh, that's primarily what you do. Uh, you have options. Uh, I would lean a little bit toward the Lowrance line. Uh, if you're a bay guy, do a lot of offshore fishing. Um, I think personally, uh, Simrad is where you need to go. Uh, and then to what extent uh, you fish. Uh, pontoon boats, uh, John boats, small boats. Uh, you got the Simrad cruise system, which is a very basic system, but will do everything that you need it to do uh, for your, um, what I say, 90% of the fishermen out there, the uh, Go series or the NSX, the new one from Simrad, will handle the majority of your needs and then for your expert guys, your long-range offshore guys that like to run out to the hard bottom in the canyons, uh, you'll want to look at the Evo 3S system. Um, it will do everything as far as networking. Um, the Go NSX, Evo, all will do radar. Uh, the changes become the transducer that it will push and the uh, networking capabilities. So... Um, the NSX is brand new on the market. Um, it's just come out, uh, probably been out now since the Miami Boat Show, about a month. And uh, so far, everything I've seen with it um, is pretty incredible machine. Um, different operating platform. Uh, it brings uh, some new technology, uh, new capabilities, and uh, it's exciting to see the new system. It looks different. Uh, it's got a different look to it. Um, Actually, you look at the 12-inch screen, it looks smaller than the 12-inch Go, but I know technology is allowing us to get uh, more uh, screen and less uh, frame, so that's uh, pretty interesting to look at. It comes in a 7, 9, and 12-inch um, measurement. Uh, the Evo 3, it'll bump up to uh, 16 inches. Uh, that's what I have on uh, the Cat 5. And I'm really impressed with all of it. The graphics, the uh, video capability, um, the speed, uh, the hard drive, the, uh, you know, it's just amazing. The actual uh, speed of the boat as you're watching uh, me run around some reefs, uh, the unit will keep up with the boat. There's no lag time there. So the big question to come down to is uh, what do you do most of the time when you're on the water and what your budget is? I mean... You know, we all have budgets we have to live within, so that does drive the, um, you know, the decision, and we all understand that. Um, transducers, uh, when you go with the cruise or the go or NSX, uh, they come with a transducer. Uh, they come with, uh, the cruise comes with just a standard trans amount transducer, and the go or NSX comes with the three-in-one active imaging uh, transducer. The three-in-one gives you a uh, side scan, down scan, and traditional uh, sonar. 
Uh, those That is a transamount one. For those of you guys that don't know, uh, it's a long transducer. I always say it looks like an old hoagie roll, uh, but that gives you the three-in-one capability. Uh, you can either run that one or with the Go NSX um, series, you can run a through-hull. You can't do both, uh, so choose uh, which one you prefer. Um, we have the... Um, uh, things to think about is the through-hull is going to give you better um, uh, signals when you're running at speed, and uh, the 3-in-1 obviously is going to give you the side scan and down scan, but you're going to give up a little bit when you're cruising. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you go to the Evo 3 uh, series, uh, it can run basically any transducer on the market, uh, and it will go up to a 1,000-watt transducer, which is important to guys that are fishing deep water. Again, I say always look at what you're actually going to do, not necessarily what you hope to do uh, to give you the most uh, accurate uh, system for your boat. But the 1,000-watt transducer is very important, especially if you're out there fishing in excess of uh, 300 feet of water, and uh, the detail is amazing. And for those guys wanting to take the next step up with the um, Evo 3, uh, you can put a S5100 uh, booster module on your boat. Uh, you basically run your transducer into uh, the S5100, and it operates a little bit like an amplifier for radio. It gives you more power. Uh, it takes that 1,000-watt transducer and boosts it up even higher. Um, I have that on my boat. I did not have it on my last boat, and there is a significant difference in the quality and what you see and uh, those pictures that you're looking at on the bottom. Uh, does it make a difference? Absolutely, I believe. Um, when you're looking at that bottom and you're trying to distinguish fish and a bottom clutter structure, um, it definitely pays to have that extra module. Again, more expense. Uh, but you're taking it up a step uh, to the um, a higher level system. Um, as you look at your transducers, uh, the new uh, through-hole transducers are now built with an internal angle. Um, so you can get a 0, a 10, or a 20 degree angle on that transducer. So it is a low profile uh, flush mount. Uh, you basically have to take and see what the hull angle is and then get the closest one that you can uh, to that. Um, so that's important. Uh, you can also get it in brass or stainless steel. Uh, you can tell that when you're looking at it, uh, the model number will be SS if it's stainless steel. It will be B if it's uh, brass, like I have a B175. Uh, the thousand waters also come in a... A high, a medium, and a low range. Uh, what that really means to you is uh, the higher range is going to work better in shallower water. And for those of you hardcore um, sword fishermen and things like that, you're definitely going to want to look in a low range. Um, my Whirlcat, I have the uh, luxury of having two on the boat. I have one in each hull. I have a low on one side and a high on the other. And uh, I can do one or the other, but not both at the same time. So um, I get to watch those, and there is a difference. Uh, that low angle slower, the cone narrows, and the high angle, uh, the high is faster. 
Uh, the cone's wider with that HW, uh, so you can see more of the bottom, but the detail goes away just a little bit. Um, so all those things to keep in mind. Um, the three-in-one transducer back in the Go or NSX series. The thing to remember is the side scan, you're going to want to be moving at four miles an hour or less. That's where you're going to get your detail. And to be downright 100% honest, uh, you're going to get your best detail in 90 feet of water or less with that side scan or down scan. Uh, it will show um, down to 150 feet. But that detail is going to get lost the deeper you go. Because if you imagine you're shooting a transducer sideways, and the fur, the deeper the water, the further away from the boat that gets. So <clears throat> it starts to become almost uh, not uh, useful data at that point. So keep those in mind when you're picking it out. Um, the last thing is your radar. Uh, the new Halo radars are incredible. You have a closed dome or open array. Uh, there's a significant cost difference, but there's a significant um, performance difference in those as well. That open array gives you detail that I couldn't even imagine until I got to see one in person. The new radars today are very lightweight. Uh, they don't radiate, so they don't have the, the danger of um, hurting anyone from the radiation from the radar. Uh, but the open array with the birds... The new Halo models, you can adjust the speed for detail. So it's just absolutely incredible. So um, I hope it's been helpful. Uh, we talked a little bit about electronics. And if you have any questions, you can email me or get in touch with us at kcsportfishing at gmail.com. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about rigging for spring fishing and red snapper fishing coming up. Looks like around the first part of June is when we're going to start. So remember, uh, subscribe to the podcast, like it, uh, kcsportfishing.com slash podcast for any suggestions for episodes. We just posted a new YouTube video about our trip to Panama, so check it out. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we keep you up to date on everything going on. So until next time, I hope you guys have a great day and good fishing.